I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Yeah, let's start the show. How's that for a fact? Oh, this is a great spooky fact. Yeah, is that the new entrance now? Let's start the show. Let's start the show. Let's start the... Hi, welcome to Roast Mortem. You belong here. My name is Tom. Let's start the show. I'm Travis. Let's start the show. I'm Connor. (laughs) Guys, that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, this is the best intro. Our listeners are going to like that. I think they will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to go, whoa, let's start the show. Every time they roll up to a drive-thru, every yeah. time they go to their bank teller, which do they even exist anymore, bank tellers? No. Good. You know the big thing that job. I'm I'm pissed off that they're phasing out those tubes at the bank. You know, you put your money in there. And oh, yeah. I haven't seen those in a while. I know. Uh, I used one of those when COVID was happening. And just spit in it. <laughs> Here, take some of this. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, having a stack of like like smaller denominations is basically like spitting in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Here's here, put this in my savings account. It's sixty eight dollars. You gotta get throw the cents in there though, too. <laughs> yeah. Don't miss the cents, please. Yeah. Or else it's coming out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. See what I did? So how's everyone's week? Connor, how's your week? My week was good. Um I had a an eye injury that was a little scary. Uh, Lizzie and I were cleaning up like the our side yard, like ripping up weeds and everything. We have all these o- this overgrown ivy over our fence. And I ripped one thing out, and I got dirt in my eye, and I was like, ah, you know, whatever. Like wiped it away, didn't think anything of it. Two hours later, I shower, and it starts like it got agitated somehow in the shower. Uh-huh. My God, it really hurts. And then for the next like twelve hours, I just like could not open my eye. I was in so much pain. I'm just like, my eye was tearing up. I was like crying the whole night. Not even like crying, crying. Although I did do that because it hurt a lot. Yeah. Just like Ugh. tears pouring down my face. Never admit that though. I know. Yeah. Do you think there was uh, a, yeah, cut that? Do you, think, cut that. <laughs> do you think there was a bee hiding in the dirt? I have no idea. Um, and then like I went to bed and I was like, it was still hurting. And Lizzie was like, all right, if it's still bothering you in the morning, we have to go to like an urgent care or something. And I woke up and didn't feel fine, but was like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to be all right. And then, like, it progressively got better the rest of the day. Did anything fall out of your head? I don't know. It was really, like, you know how you get eye gook sometimes when you sleep? Yeah. There yeah. was a ton of it when I woke up the next morning. Oh. Like, an excessive amount on either side of my eye. What it was all was... crusty and shit? Yeah. All crusty. Eye? It was, like, some sort of oh. dirt got in there and, like, either, like, got under the eyelid somehow. And so then, like, I tried to rinse it out again at night, and that's when it really hurt. Ugh. Oh, it's probably, you know, the good Lord's way of cleansing the eye. Yeah. You know, a bit of that wetness. Yes, yeah, so now I can see everything better. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so that was I'm not fun, but uh, the rest of the week was eye. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom, what about you drinking that? What, you drink a bullet coffee? You put butter in your coffee now? Yeah, I put <laughs> butter in my coffee now. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. I got ulcers <laughs> for fun. <laughs> no, I'm just drinking a regular coffee. Because we record late now. It's a really late night show. It is. Yeah. It used to be a, like a drinking fest. Now it's more of like a Jonathan Swartz in the evening. Yeah. And one of us is definitely going to get called out for touching a woman inappropriately. <laughs> by 
by by just pure probability. There's three of us. It happens. Could I be um, the Jimmy Kimmel? Sure. Oh, sweet. I can well, wear that, blackface and talk about titties. You get to host the Oscars. He did do a really funny blackface, though. <laughs> his his blackface was exceptionally funny. You ever see that? I didn't know he did blackface. It was when he was doing the man show. He had dressed up like Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah. And he was the mailman. He was talking about uh, investing and putting... Uh, was he also talking about diddling young girls like Carl Malone did? Was or... Carl Malone that kind of guy? Oh, yeah. Carl Malone busted for like having sex with underage minors multiple times. No shit. Has never left Utah since like joining the, <laughs> the, the Utah Jazz. No and way. And was like, oh, there's a bunch of reasons why, probably. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Carl Malone, pedophile. Oh, that's fun. Well, is it really blackface if you're doing a pedophile? That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, when you said Carl Malone, I was like, ah, can we really be that mad? I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you for asking. That was my week. Travis, how was your week? <laughs> my week, I, I've been very sick. I, and to get better, I've been playing Modern Warfare 2 and, Bla and uh, what is it? Uh, Blasphemous? Juggling oh, games, yeah the uh, the the pixel art one. Yeah, I started playing that a long time ago, and then I stopped, and then I'm like so into it. It's like weird, like Castlevania slash like Catholicism fantasy. It's a good Brutal. game. It's yeah. very it's it's hard, but it's very well crafted. Yeah, highly so recommend just, it. I've just been gaming and like coughing up green. Uh, and I think it's probably because I'm making fun of ghosts and shit. I think they've just been haunting my lungs. It's the ghosts coming for you. They heard you yeah. talking shit. Or it's Portland. I'm oh. sure if you went to an, uh, a doctor's office in Portland, they would go, you're fine. Yeah, we all spit weed. up green here. <laughs> here's some weed. On account here's of all weed. the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ghosts. I live in a building that was built in 1911, so there's probably a lot of ghosts and dead g ghost hookers in my Ooh, apartment. spooky fentanyl ghosts. <laughs> Try and talk to them. <laughs> uh, so you guys ready to jump back into the ghosts? Dude, I'm so excited. Yeah. Ghost yeah. me up. I've been thinking about ghosts all week. Yeah. So last week we left off, we were talking mainly about Maggie Fox and her steamy relationship with the uh, the Iceman himself, Captain Kane. You know, he was looking around in the Antarctic for the HMS Terror. Um, after Which is, his death... Hold on, I yeah. have to stop you there. When I was listening to you last week, I heard terror. I wasn't sure if it was terror, so I didn't say anything. But then I looked into it, terror. Why did we yeah. not talk about who names a ship the HMS Terror? Especially when it's, it's not a combat ship either, right? Like, no, no, it's like an exploration ship yeah. called the Terror. <laughs> yeah, like if it was a battleship, that's like, oh, okay, you're striking terror into your enemies. That, but I, like, feel, I, I feel like it's built by a bunch of what? It was an English ship. English ship, yeah. Right, it's an English ship. So it's an English ship, and they were just like, okay, black people, you can name one thing. It's a boat filled with white people. <laughs> what, what do you think yeah. of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely adds up. Well, in our Discord, actually, I put a, they fa I, I think I mentioned it like, um, during the episode, but they found the terror, HMS terror, like, I think, like, five years ago. And because of the cold, everything's, like, preserved in the mm. ship. It's, like, up in Canada somewhere. Uh, right. It's pretty cool. So after Kane died, remember he decided to sail in January after coming back from the Arctic, caught a cold, died in Cuba. Um, 
after uh, that happened, Maggie was pretty much out of the seance game for a while. She was, you know, really fucked up. She's heavy drinking. Um, she actually tried to build a romance with uh, Kane's brother, Robert. <laughs> oh, that uh, always works. Yeah. yeah. The one brother dies. Go for the other one. I mean, <laughs> that's what I would do. Uh, yeah, but that kind of fizzled out. Um, but in 1858, uh, Maggie Fox converted to Catholicism and started to officially oh. denounce spiritualism. <sighs> Boo. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed well, booing. Well, so this is also in America in the 1850s, and Catholicism, I mean, we're pretty much a Protestant nation, but Catholicism was also seen as spooky. Yeah, because you they, you ate a literal dead guy every Sunday. Like yeah. you are literally consuming the body of your god every Sunday. That's kind of creepy. It is yeah. weird. Yeah, you drinking know, his blood. <laughs> I I uh I found out that when the state of Georgia was settled and Oglethorpe set that shit up, one of his ro- rules was no organized Catholicism. <laughs> specifically, that. <laughs> Which I didn't know. We can have unorganized Catholics, but if they start getting together. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, you can do it. He didn't want to be oppressive, but he was just like, yeah, you're not doing that church shit here. Yeah. Get out of here. If you really want to do that, you go up to Maryland, because that's just a Catholic state. (laughs) Yeah, well, coming from Long Island, you think the rest of the world, like, we have so many Catholics. It's majority Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. So you leave it and you're like, oh, you guys don't get down like this at all in other yeah. places you guys got some weird shit going on you guys <laughs> scream and dance with snakes and shit yeah so maggie dropping uh spiritualism and moving to catholicism was kind of like a sidestep you know she goes from spooky ghosts to spooky organized ghost holy ghost land um but uh this was this move to religion was in honor of Captain Kane, who was a Protestant, but she obviously was like, I don't know, Catholicism's more in my vein. You know, we're going to go that. Gosh. I'm going to honor him by joining the religion that his religion is most antagonistic towards. <laughs> yeah, especially Presbyterians. He came from a Presbyterian family. <clears throat> but so with Maggie kind of out of the picture for now, uh, Lee and Kate were still cranking away, sapping money from anyone who wanted to talk to the departed. Um, it wouldn't be so long uh, with a little bit of pressure from Lee until Maggie got back into spiritualism. You know, uh, she, she kind of denounced it. She moved to, uh, you know, the Catholic Church. But Lee was like, kind of like, ah, me and Kate, you, you know, we're missing you. You got to come back. We got to get some more money in. Sure. Money talks. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So let's focus in on Kate Fox a little bit. So by 1861, Kate was fully committed to documenting her interactions with spirits. Now, if you remember, uh, Kate's uh spirit guide was benjamin franklin so a lot of these writings were about old ben franklin telling you what's up was it like him talking about like the different french prostitutes he slept with and like the different (laughs) strains of syphilis he had (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean could be i mean yeah he he was he he was very up to times too he was talking about all the latest things with the civil war going on 
Yeah, oh, Benjamin man. Franklin, you know? the Civil War. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This uh, reigns true in my mind. <laughs> uh, she came into contact. Kate came into contact with very uh, expensive and um, prolific kind of clients in the world of New York, especially a man named Charles Livermore. Now, yeah, Charles Livermore. <laughs> still like that, that name. <laughs> yeah, I know like it's that gross, name. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I imagine he smells not like liver, but just smells bad, like sweet <laughs> tobacco, but like sweet in like a biological sweet. Yeah. Right, like not a put your mouth on it, more like this is rotting fruit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Livermore was a very successful, uh, banker. He co-founded a firm called Livermore, uh, Chews and Company. I guess that was his partner. Who the fuck Chews. would buy, a oh, it was his partner? His partner yeah. was Chews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. This liver is real chewy, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Keep biting. I mean, you, you could do, uh. Keep in mind, there is a man actively who is looked up upon in the investing world today named Charles Munger. <laughs> so I think the, the investment world is filled with weirdos. Yeah. yeah. So this company was founded in 18, 1859. And a year after founding the company, uh, Charles lost his wife, Estelle. Uh, she became sick. Or actually, a year after she became sick, and she eventually died in 1861. She faked her death. I know it. Yeah. Her physician, Dr. John Gray, who happened to be a prominent spiritualist, recommended that Charles uh, Livermore try contacting his wife from beyond the grave uh, through a seance with Kate Fox. So this was a doctor being like, dude, you're sad, bro. Go to this seance. Talk to your <laughs> wife. What is worse? Is, is it, Was that replacing like the hysterical thing with women? Um, they're like, ah, oh, you're hysterical. We we gotta beat your fucking clit until you go to bed. <laughs> and then they we get more advanced, and it's just like, all right, go talk to the ghost doctor. Yeah, go talk to the ghost <laughs> yeah. doctor. Um, Kate and Livermore started holding seances almost every other day. Um, and during these, the lights would flicker. Uh, there'd be pops and a new type of. Uh, the raps, of course, and a kind of new type of thing that she integrated into her act was like these gauze-like substances of human heads and eyes and things like that. We kind of saw that when we touched on some of the other spiritualists in the past. It's like these mummy people that kind mm. of appear. Um, and there's like pictures of them, and it looks like some kid fucking around with paper mache, which it probably <laughs> was. <laughs> but spooky back then. They, they didn't know yeah. what paper mache was, so... Yeah. Now yeah. we look at it. Yeah, you show them like a third grader's face paper mache product, and they're yeah. gonna be freaking out. But. Yeah, this is how yeah. to get it so three D. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Livermore was certain that Kate had contacted his dead wife, uh, but the seances continued uh, beyond just talking to Estelle, his dead wife. Sometimes Livermore would talk to Ben Franklin, and sometimes George Washington would show up. Just why not? <laughs> just good pals. Yeah. It's like, I love this idea of using these famous figures the pool of figures were so small back then. You know, <laughs> it's like eight to choose from. <laughs> right. Move that to today and to celebrities and uh, people who are just, oh, yeah, you're talking to the guy who played Snape. 
He's uh, <laughs> he wants to talk to you. You're talking yeah. to Robert Kardashian. Yes, <laughs> he wanted to chat with you. My spirit guide just got replaced with Nick Carter, so you know he's <laughs> Aaron Carter. You mean Aaron Carter? Yeah, Nick, Nick Carter soon. Don't him. worry. Yeah, you'll get him. <laughs> um. So let's also point out that it is 1861, and the Civil War is going on. Now, lucky for Kate's client, Charles Livermore, his firm actually boomed during uh, the Civil War and became the second largest marketer of federal bonds. So the dude is loaded and Kate has her finger wrapped around this guy, taking as much as she can. Oh, what are you saying? There's money to be made in war? Oh, yeah. And ghosts? And ghosts. ghosts to be made. There's way more ghosts being made every day now. Yeah. If I had yeah. a nickel for every ghost, I'd be gooey. Yeah. I'd be completely gooey. <laughs> well, we do see, and, and I saw that, I remember this from the other spiritualists, these spiritualists kind of pop up conveniently right around wars, because people are very vulnerable. Yeah. You, know, you see like, like an uptick of them right after World War One. You know, there's an uptick during the Iraq war recently, you know, they're probably like notice boards of like, here's like the casualty listings. And I wonder if she had like a little pop up store right next to it. That was like, come talk to your son slash husband slash brother. Yeah. Like, and yeah. and also George Washington. <laughs> right. He's here too. I'll get his opinions on the conflict. But yeah, like when 9-11 happened, you could just hear like John Edwards getting off his couch from around the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miss Cleo. Whoa. <laughs> I heard um, that she got fucked, by the way. She's dead. No, but before she died. Uh, like, she wasn't making any of the money at all. She uh, was a dirt over. <sighs> no, she was just that late night service. I mean, maybe yeah, she yeah. was on, I don't know. But um, yeah, it was just that late night. Yo, give me a call. I tell <laughs> you your future. But like, apparently, the woman behind that, the face of it, she was dirt poor. Oh, wow. shit. she was she was getting sad. exploited by probably a white man. Mm. Probably. It was probably the ghost of George Washington. It was probably the yeah. ghost of the HMS Terror. <laughs> <laughs> so tragedy stuck. Bleh. Tragedy struck the Fox family in 1865. Their father, John Fox, died at the old age of 76, uh, which is pretty old for not eight, bad. Eight, yeah, good yeah, for him. Bad. And then a few months later, their mother died of typhoid fever. The old typhoid. Travis, you say this is a tragedy, but they can talk to the dead. So well, yeah. what's the difference? Ooh, that's going to play. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, mom. Nice to see you. Now you can travel between here and Spain, you know, whenever you want. I know yeah. you gave me the cookie recipe, but I just panic. <laughs> Um, this sent the already spiraling Maggie deeper and deeper into alcoholism, and Kate started to hit the bottle as well. Kate was more of a druggie. She was a big opium user. She's like, she's definitely the party of, party girl of the two sisters. So she was very high, doing like loud opium. Dunham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all those good old timey drugs. <laughs> that was the thing, loud Dunham. Loud Dunham. Yeah, yeah. That was opium. You just drank. Yeah, it was like drinkable opium. Wait, is it wasn't it just laudanum? Is that what it is? Yeah. Laudanum? Yeah, maybe. I've no, I don't know if I've ever heard it said. I think yeah. I've only read it. <laughs> Wait, I think it is laudanum. laudanum, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the one I'm Loud thinking about. Denim. Loud denim. Loud <laughs> denim. Woo! 
laudanum. That's how it's pronounced. See, here you go, Connor. I know you read way more than I. You know way more words than yeah, I do. I always read that loud down. But I think I have the edge. I think I, I know how to pronounce more <laughs> the words so. I know. Okay, <laughs> I might know less. <laughs> yeah. So she's 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 wearing loud denim, and uh, <laughs> and now really but remember, baggy jinkos. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, Kate can afford this stuff because she's got that expensive client, Charles Livermore. And then she picked up another big client, the Taylor family, who lived in, in Manhattan and let her live in, their, in her, their estate for free. So she's getting free rent. This is like the story of these girls. She just They move in, play like, to these big estates and live there for free. This is like a quarter of like every rich, uh, the story of every rich wife. yeah right if you if you see a woman driving a mid-size suv mercedes-benz that's white she's living the same life yeah okay yeah and she believes in ghosts yeah we know it she's probably chatted with ben franklin yeah she's (laughs) definitely she has no idea who he is no she sees him on the money yeah (laughs) i'm wine drunk here's benji franklin (laughs) he invented the light bulbs So we're moving up, moving forward in our timeline. In 1850, in 1871, Livermore and a few friends, including Kate, traveled to London. Now, this was the first time Kate had ever been overseas, um, but the trip was mainly uh, put on to uh, Livermore wanted to spread Kate's, you know, spiritualism throughout the UK and all that jazz. They're like, you guys have a lot of dead people and spooky ghosts in your houses too and they're older than our houses so you're gonna see a lot more ghosts damn that's right yeah pay up now during this trip uh kate learned that livermore uh was invade was engaged to a woman 20 years his junior so whether or not she feared of losing her sugar daddy or maybe she actually fell for someone else uh, she met a London barrister named John Dietrich Jenkins. Wow, strong name. Yeah, JDJ. Yeah. Well, that's her option. She's got to find a barrister or make another ghost. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't get all that money if your uh, client's getting engaged. Yeah, to, your uh, young, supple bride is now yeah. face down in soup. I wonder how that has happened. <laughs> also, a British lawyer in the 1870s is probably about as pale as a ghost. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. spooky. Yeah. I mean, maybe not so pale because there's probably all the soot from all the coal all over his face. Oh, yeah. Just from so his face around. and hands are yeah. like <laughs> sooty black and then yeah. the whitest person you've ever seen underneath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so Jenkins, uh, quickly at, uh, at this point, Kate is 35 years old. Um, so Jenkins quickly asked Kate to marry him. Uh, and on just in December of 1872, they were married in London. So here we go. Now we got the second, ma- well, actually the first marriage because <laughs> Maggie didn't really even marry Kane. No, kind you of missed like that a, last week. Yeah. It was like a fake marriage. Oh, yeah. he ordained it himself. Oh, yeah. that's not you. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah don't and he did it in a room that was uh, with no windows. We'd have to assume. Yeah, oh, and he, he and just and wanted was, to have sex. <laughs> yeah, Kinda, yeah, and and it was right before he left for the Arctic for like two years. <laughs> so, I swear, yeah. babe, this is totally yeah. legit. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so we got our first real marriage, and it wasn't long before until long before until uh, Kate. <laughs> long before until Kate. Say it again. I, I don't know. I'm I'm no, a sick don't. man. They're, no, I these know. are ghosts. There was a ghost coming out of my lungs. So it wasn't long until Kate was knocked up and cranked out a few babies, Ferdinand and Henry Jr. Uh, Ferdinand went by F- Fernie. Right. Wait, Henry Jr.? Yeah. Isn't his name John? Uh, Yeah. Well, I don't know why I wrote Henry. It's probably John Jr. Jr. Could be Henry Jr. <laughs> Could be Henry Jr. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> I just like the suffix Jr. <laughs> yeah. I always I, like I, the... Is there I any think, rules about that? No, you can... I think you can do any suffix you want. Oh, really? I could just name my kid Anthony Jr.? <laughs> yeah. So in 1875, Kate and her boys returned back to New York City. Her husband had been, uh, after this, her husband kind of travels between London and New York, which I, I thought was kind of interesting because it was like they had this like jet setting life in the, in the 19th century, but like it's not jets that you're going to travel yeah, by. They're taking ship. a two, a two week long boat ride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you like must living... be important, man. <laughs> if you're doing that, yeah, it's gonna take me two and a half weeks to get there. Yeah, I gotta sign some documents. <laughs> if, this, if the weather allows me, like yeah. it might be a month. <laughs> yeah, gotta watch out for them icebergs too. You know, yeah, and pirates. There's still pirates sh- sh- hanging out. You know, someone's gotta write a letter. Yeah, they have to. You know, locally it has to travel to a port, and then you have to get that piece of paper, and then you have to write back. Yeah. There were telegraphs, so it was a little faster by this point. Was there yeah. telegraphs under? I think the sea cables think... came in like the eighteen seventies. Yeah, I think they so it might have been the... right when they were starting. The cable. Yeah, it was this guy. Yeah, it was this. That's he what he was doing. It. That's yeah. why he was going back and forth. <laughs> Which is crazy. Thirty feet of roll every time. <laughs> Which is fucking crazy to think that they just laid a giant cable across the Atlantic. It's, you know, it's like, still like a... insane to me that like. Yeah. It was there, and then when World War One broke out, one of the first things the British did was cut the German cables. Like it was that easy. They just like went and found them, and were like these are the German ones. Slice them open. They're they're doing that now. Yeah, <laughs> Putin's over there being not very cool about the the whole. Uh, he he was the, like hanging the out. pipeline. Yeah, yeah. The, well, yeah. not the pipeline. No, the internet. Oh like, yeah, because like there's like they were doing like war game stuff, and like it, it wasn't any particular territory. But Britain's like that's pretty close to our cables over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, eighteen fifties. They were laid down. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, they just laid a giant cable like a two fucking tin cans between <laughs> Europe and America. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Smart though. You gotta give it to them. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they're kind of like living this weird, rich, like jet-setting, ship-setting life between New York City and London. Um, so now that her boys are relatively healthy, she kind of retires from holding uh, seances a little bit. Uh, she kind of pulls back. Obviously, she'd show up and like do some, you know, kiss reunion tour type deals. Like, I'm back. The raps are here. <laughs> oh shit! Ben's gonna talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost farewell uh, tour part six. <laughs> yeah, but in 1881, uh, John dies of a stroke. Bam! There okay. you go. Done. Bye, Johnny. And I realize his name is not John, it's Henry. 
because <laughs> I'm writing Henry here. Right. <laughs> John Henry. You say, who is John? All right. right. So Henry. Yeah. So Henry, oh. her husband Henry dies. Uh, and while Henry was wealthy, he didn't have many assets to actually pass on to Kate and the boys. So they're living this, you know, they're living a high, expensive life. And all of a sudden the money is running out. <laughs> Not smart. Mm-mm. Yeah, and uh, with that, Kate decides to return to the world of spiritualism and start holding seances again. Good. Yeah, this is mainly mainly just to pay the bills, but also to to help pick up the pipe and uh, down the bottles. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, those are bills. Those are bills, yeah. So uh, even though Kate was retired for many years, she was still very famous in the world of mediums. And when the news got out that she was returning, everyone wanted to get a seance, including Tsar Alexander III, like the Romanovs, like like Nicholas II's dad. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, yep. Got so a lot of ghosts in your future. Do you future. want to talk to his dad? Because I'm pretty sure his dad was assassinated. He was. Um, yeah. So, so a Russian bureaucrat offered Kate a job to travel to Russia to hold seances for the Romanovs. And the whole reason was he was hoping that Kate might might provide spiritual guidance to the newly coronated Alex III in order to avoid the fate of his father, who was assassinated. Good call. Wow. Yeah. I think so, if I'm remembering correctly, I think Alex III was in the carriage where his dad was killed. Like it was he was killed by like a bombing or something. I think so. Yeah, I think it was a bombing. Yeah. What were bombs like back then? They were like the cartoony hand grenades. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a helmet with saran wrap yeah, on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, so Alex is like, I don't know, maybe we gotta get this Kate Fox so I can talk to Daddy, who blew up right next to me. Or maybe, like, the ghost can, like, tell me what my enemies are doing, so I know what they're doing, because I can't... Ghosts are invisible. No? Right. Ghost spies. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Dad, come here. Where have you been? Have you been in enemy headquarters? (laughs) So, yeah, there was even more precedent. Uh, You know, Rasputin was not the first... Mystic to be hired by the Romanovs. It was, uh, I mean, I'm sure Kate wasn't the first either, but Kate had moved to St. Petersburg for a few months with her boys and held seances for Alex III and young Nikki II. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so, meanwhile, while this is all going on throughout the 1870s and 1880s, their sister, Lee, the eldest, uh, she had married about three times since we last talked about her. I think her, <laughs> I think her name was like Lee Fox Fish Clay Underwood. <laughs> Fox she, like, Fish Clay Underwood. She kept taking, her husbands kept dying and she would just like take their name. <laughs> Dude, that is like um, some succubus shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeps taking the names. Fox fish clay underwood that sounds like a backpack rap album (laughs) like someone from queens singing about what it's like to walk down the street on uh, a hot summer day yeah (laughs) uh so 
yeah, she'd been married a few bunch of times, uh, and she was doing her best to keep her distance from her two young, uh, younger drunk sisters, all while keeping an eye on them. Because remember, they're kind of the face of the Fox sisters, but she has her own gig. She's doing her own seances and stuff, but she, so she doesn't want them to fuck up too much. Oh, so she's know? like, she's doing a solo act? She's doing the solo act, yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but she, again, she's like keeping an eye, seeing what Kate and Maggie are doing. Uh, she continued to cash in on the spiritualism train. She actually wrote a few books, um, and would hold private seances all while her sisters crashed and burned throughout the 1870s and 1880s. All right. Yeah. Progressive. Mm -hmm. Figuring it out. Adapting mm -hmm. with the times. Yeah, yeah. Remember, she's also like could be their mom. That's how old she is. Oh, I so, forgot how. Yeah, I forgot how different the ages were. Yeah, because like Kate and Maggie were like second round of kids after their parents like separated, kind of thing. The ones, the ones who were treated more fairly, <laughs> as it goes in families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's so, try again, honey. <laughs> so May fourth. Uh, may the fourth be with you, bro, right? Shut up. <laughs> God. Um, Shut up. <laughs> May 4th, 1888. Kate was arrested and held for $300 bail by the Harlem police. Apparently, the charge was drinking and neglecting 14-year-old Ferdinand and 12-year-old Henry. And this charge was put on by the Society for the Prevent Prevention of Cruelty to Children, also known as the Jerry Society. Okay, that's bullshit. I'll tell you why. Because when you're 12-year-old, back in 1870s, you're fine. You're an adult. Well, I was going to say... You like, know how to use a stove. The problem might have been that like she wasn't sharing her drinks with them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. True. Like, give that lady, point. you drink a whole bottle. You got to give the kids a couple of tugs. Yeah, like give him a shot. Gonna learn, yeah. yeah, dude. Like, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way that like she it, she had to have been beating them. That was that's not like there was no such thing as neglect back then. Once you're over five, it <laughs> yeah. was like you're on your not own. if you're rich. You well, <laughs> mm, yeah. maybe because well, then other rich people are gonna complain about it. Your child stinks, and their hair and fingernails are rather long and awful <laughs> to look at. <laughs> This is actually a complete historically true fact is that shot glasses are actually just children's glasses <laughs> yeah, that right. we've adopted. It's just kids' liquor. Yeah. You know what would be fun? Steal this. <laughs> Get your own glass, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> so the, uh, the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, or I'm just going to call them the Jerry Society, apparently the guy who started this society back in, like, I think the 1850s, his name was Jerry. <laughs> fucking jerry this guy what a bitch if the normal thing for like okay the normal thing for a 10 year old around this time most of them are poor we know that yeah statistically it's to get caught in some kind of horrible accident in a factory yeah making yeah. a sock get your hands cut off in a <laughs> like going for the shuttle right exactly <laughs> yeah. so so yes it had to have been for rich kids only because well, that was the normal thing back then. You know, Jerry wasn't going in those factories and going, we got to get these kids ready for standardized testing. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it, it mainly was a uh, an arm of Tammany Hall, this society, because we've actually oh. talked about them before uh, with Mock Duck. Remember, he had his kid oh, yes. taken away. It was the same society. So oh. it's mainly it's mainly like an arm to, like, you know, fuck with people uh-huh. <laughs> more than okay. caring about children. Is it like you're not taking care of your children well enough and therefore they can't work the factory floor and we need them on back at work. Right. The fact that mock ducks kid was taken away in when was that? That was 1910 ish. -ish, Yeah. Somewhere. Right. Exactly. So it's just like, come on, we all know that no one gave a shit about Asian kids back then. Someone was fucking with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Travis. Good point. Um, so yes, someone may have been fucking with Kate's. And to add salt to the wound of this whole being arrested, uh, her boys were taken away and sent to a juvenile asylum upstate uh, because they were deemed children who had uh, no home and, you know, they were taken by the state. Mm. Now, uh, Kate, Kate was arraigned and the pa- papers started to... Um, set up interviews where she was sobbing, claiming that she had been set up. Um, And the news reached Maggie, who was actually visiting um, England at the time. Maggie was a bit estranged in the late 1880s from her sister Kate, because, like, they weren't doing seances and all this shit. But, you know, she found out her sister was in trouble, so she sends a cable to New York using the big old... Uh, can-to-can cable line under the name Edward Jenkins, who was the brother of late Henry Jenkins, claiming that he was... claiming that Edward was the legal guardian of Kate's two boys and they should be released from the asylum. Send them back to England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think Benjamin Franklin intervened? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he was there. Your sister's in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> Wake up! Send a telegram. Yeah, your sister He's is English a French too. whore. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway, what are you doing later? <laughs> so the trick worked, and the boys were returned to Kate. Uh, Maggie then quickly sailed for New York City for her sister's defense because she knew something something was going on here. Something's fishy. When on Maggie's return, she went on a complete warpath against her old practices of spiritualism, uh, sending a letter to the New York Herald denouncing the rise of fake spiritualists. <laughs> but that's playing with fire right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's like fakes. Fake. All ones. you fakes. Yeah. Uh, we're, the, like, we're, we're the real religion. Yeah. OGs. <laughs> right? God talks to us. Stop stealing our thunder. Yeah, don't be talking to those folks. They don't even know Benjamin Franklin. They'd be lucky to pull out Benedict Arnold. On top of the whole spiritualist movement in general, Maggie knew that her and Kate's real enemy was none other than their sister, Lee. It may have been out of like legit concern for Kate's boys, or more likely to just retain her control over her spiritualist empire, uh, Lee was responsible for sicking the Jerry Society on Kate's boys. Wow, what a dick. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, so Maggie quickly really put it together. Maybe she contacted Ghost and was like, yeah, it was your sister, bro. Um, So 
she was about to pull the whole thing down over, you know, and end Lee's kind of control over spiritualism. <coughs> was that a ghost? You're that was a ghost. Up? Yeah, that was okay. a few. Coming out of your body. <laughs> that was Slimer. Yeah, it kind of looked like him. <laughs> so in September of 1888, Maggie visited the New York Herald HQ and sat down for an interview. And this is what she said, quote, When spiritualism first began, Kate and I were little children, and this old woman, my other sister, made us her tools. <laughs> Mother was a silly woman. She, she was a fanatic. I call her that because she was honest. She believed in these things. We were innocent little children. What did we know? As we grew to know too much, our sister used us in her exhibitions and we made money for her now she turns upon us because she's a wife of a rich man and she opposes us both wherever she can oh i am after her you can kill sometimes without using weapons you know all right yeah i mean you can kill with your hands like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep those aren't weapons <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ask Benjamin Franklin and do it for you. But yeah. um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just sounds like it sounds like when I watched that documentary on Lou Pearlman, and all the Backstreet Boys were complaining about how they were abused. It's it's kind of it's like you, you you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were thirteen, you know, at the so, time. Yeah. Who cares? All right. <laughs> <laughs> So in front of the reporter, Maggie then demonstrated how she was able to make the raps. The reporter heard them under the table, heard them all around the room, and the reporter asked how she did it. But Maggie said she wanted to keep that a secret, which she would reveal at a giant lecture. She assured mm. him that it was complete trickery. Oh, my gosh, she's selling tickets to this lecture. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. You got to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you know, like remember the masked magician? That guy that went on TV and was, like, showing how all the tricks did? Yeah. We've brought him up a bunch of times on the yeah. show. Yeah. The worst magician. <laughs> he was bad. He was so bad. Have you ever seen this clown? He used to do these elaborate tricks. Like, he would. he did one trick where, like, he got into a coffin and the coffin exploded. And then from the background, you see him walking and he's just like, I wasn't. But it's like they show you how he did it. It's just like there was a hallway built underneath. <laughs> yeah. he, like, he walked away. Like, it's like yeah. That, yeah, he just got in and then went down an elevator. Like, that's not a fucking trick. That's like a set design. Yeah. You know, like he, he ate some Frito-Lays in the tunnel back over here and brushed his hands off of the Cheetos as he walked out and go, I got you. Got you. It's like that's not. Yeah, I know. I know how to do magic. Yeah, I need a carpentry carpentry degree. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I get so mad when I think of that guy. I think it was. I used to watch that show religiously because I was big into magic when I was a kid. Now he brings in think, some hot chicks, though. What's up? He brings in some hot chicks. That's part of the magic. You need an eye candy distraction. But of anyway. <clears throat> Uh, she went on to tell this reporter that she knew how to create the raps since she was a child, but the real reason uh, she didn't believe in spirits after all these years was she had never heard contact from Kane, Captain Kane or her mother or father. 
She tried to contact them from beyond the veil, but radio silence. I can only talk to the founding father. <laughs> yeah. You see, when you die and you're that smart and have freedom so ingrained in your bloodstream, your ectoplasm resonates. Now, I guess my family... The Declaration of Independence is actually a blood pact with uh, a demon. That's that's why they can all talk to dead people. Yeah. I I keep talking to John Hancock. (laughs) What does he have to say? Not much. People just know him for his signature. He might have had a farm. Yeah. So after this interview, Kate was quick to denounce spiritualism as well. Uh, She called it a humbug from beginning to end. It's a good 19th century word. Yeah. Humbug. Mm. Ha ha. The two Fox sisters set up a date on October 21st, 1888 at the New York Academy of Music, where they would reveal everything. But they kind of... They kind of revealed everything before this event, because uh, in the interviews leading up to the event, Maggie recalled uh, the famous Hydesville haunting, what started it all, um, and kind of tells the story of what actually happened. Um, oh. Because it's at the New York Academy of Music, do they get like a, a pit orchestra? Uh, they definitely had a writer, you know? <laughs> Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. We need two cases of water, please. Yeah. At least. A bottle of Jack Daniels. Some we need uh, two bags of Skittles with the yellow picked out. Yep. Um, so she starts out with this interview, and she's going to expose the Hydesville hauntings. Uh, so she stated that um, the little, the both Kate and her, when they were little girls, they liked to terrify her mother, and they knew that their cousin Lizzie was also an easy scare. So, quote, at night we went to bed. We used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor, making strange noises every time it would rebound. <laughs> it's just an apple? Apple on a string. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also it's not probably not a fishing line, so it's probably like a pretty thick strand. <laughs> yeah, no one can find it. Yeah. No, I guess they didn't know about the apple. Yeah, I guess they didn't look down. Was the ground that <laughs> filthy then? Uh, well, she, she continues. Um, she says, "Quote: The wrappings are simply a result of perfect control of the muscles of the leg below the knee, which govern the tendons of the foot." and follow the action of the toe and ankle bones that are not commonly known. So that was going back to that whole, like, how, you know, people that are gross and can, like, make pops and noises with their limbs and shit like that. Right. So so she's just cracking her toe knuckles, basically. Yeah, yeah. She's very (laughs) good at cracking her toe knuckles. (laughs) And she's... what. So they have, like, string tied to the toe, and then she's just moving her feet a little bit? Uh, I think the apple was, like, one of the ways they did it, but the real wrapping was, like, a popping in their ankles and toes. And and they both had this? And they both had it, yeah. Wow. Well, it beats being, like, a freak. Yeah. (laughs) The amazing popping toe woman. (laughs) Come lick her feet, you sick men on OnlyFans. 
Yeah, you probably do some great work nowadays <laughs> using a camera and your toes. God bless those women. <laughs> uh, so she continues, no one was suspect of any trick because we were such young children. We were led on by our sister purposely and our mother unintentionally. So they set out to scare their mom and Lee um, kind of went in with it, you know? So um, Lee had a plan all along. Remember we talked about this was the second great awakening and there were all sorts of that time period that we were we were in in the uh, 1840s and 1850s. And there were all sorts of fraudsters out there trying to start their own religions upstate. Well, Lee knew this, and her whole plan along was to start a religion using Maggie and Kate as cash cows. Wow. There's good business in starting religions. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's like a foot-based religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it worked because she started spiritualism, essentially. Maggie and Kate started it. And Lee would make 100 to $150 a night off the girls that she pocketed all herself. I have no problem with this. Well, I mean, I mean also... I like Lee, is what I'm saying. This is entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, yeah. Using, your, using your siblings. <laughs> yeah, because most of the other times, your young siblings... Like I said before, it would be tossed into some kind of combine that was making Q-tips. <laughs> this is an improvement. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, you know, not, you know, when I say she started spiritualism, like spiritualist was listed as a job by the 1880s. <laughs> like you could put that down uh, and people be like, oh, you're a spiritualist. Just like you're. Can I, I do that know. now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably like it like ranged from like the 1870s to like 1905, I'm guessing. Yeah. And then now from like the, since the 80s, you've been able to do it again. Oh, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Put that on yeah. your LinkedIn. You should put that on your website. <laughs> I should. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. I'm a spiritualist. Yeah. Post-production that? and spiritualism. <laughs> uh, parentheses i never combine the two yeah I never. <laughs> all work must be separate too dangerous all of the footage has not been altered at all none uh, of the footage contains ghosts i have two channels okay <laughs> one that's been color corrected and one that has not been color corrected yeah. <laughs> so the big event went down uh on October 21st and Maggie got up on stage and she had a doctor examine her while she performed the wrappings with her toe and popping her joints. And the doctor confirmed that the source of the wrappings were primarily these joint poppings and snapping her big toe against the ground. <laughs> and no one ever picked up on this. <laughs> I love it. Hey, yeah. can I get a reading? No, I have shoes on. That uh, interrupts the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maggie and Kate also went on to explain that they used misdirection uh, to convince their clients who were already in like a weird, smoky, low-lit room that the raps were coming from all around the room. So, you know, they'd make the pop and be like, oh, look, see the door? It came from the door frame. <laughs> Yeah, and there's, like, cramped rooms, so it's probably echoing a little bit. Yeah. And if you've ever been in an old house and you, you walk around on those creaky floorboards, you know, like, I could see that maybe traveling a little bit more. Yeah. 
Sure, yeah. I mean, they they had no idea how to really like solidify a subfloor back then. They really <laughs> didn't. No. Soundproofing? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> we just have uh we we have a uh, little chambers where we pray. <laughs> uh so they went on to explain that the act became more and more elaborate and they had people behind the scenes a specific man that was up in Hydesville he had died years ago and they replaced him that was fuck that were fucking around with the lights and playing instruments and making shuffling noises on different floors <laughs> dropping apples yeah <laughs> dropping he was a apples. jazz man playing instruments yeah. for us. <laughs> Uh, they claimed that while they were at fault uh, for fraud, they were completely brainwashed from an early age by their sister, Lee, and that she was the real villain of the story, and her uh, greed fueled the entire movement. So. Sure, yeah. All right. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, all those famous people only went to Epstein Island to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> Real nice scenery there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to shoot some holes. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, mag- like, but only under eighteen holes. Yeah. Oh, under yeah, eighteen holes. Under yeah, they yeah, never holes, played a yeah. full round. No, no, no. Usually around nine or thirteen. It was a uh, asymmetrical yeah. kind yeah. of club. Yeah, it's handicap. a small island. They can only fit many. <laughs> Uh, so Maggie had this big statement that came out. This is probably one of the big, uh, you know, denouncements of spiritualism. She said, I have been chiefly instrumental in perpetuating the fraud of spiritualism upon a too confiding public, most of who doubtless know. The great sorrow of my life has been that this is true, and though it has come too late in my day, I am prepared to now tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. I am here tonight as one of the founders of spiritualism to denounce it as an absolute falsehood from beginning to end, as the flimsiest of superstitions, the most wicked blasphemy known to the world. (laughs) Well, they didn't know about Bigfoot yet. (laughs) (laughs) They they haven't built Area 51. You can't Naruto run to the ghosts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. There's a little something there, okay? There's a little meat on those bones. (laughs) So after this big event and that big headline denouncement, the papers called it a death blow to spiritualism. They said, all right, this is over. The founding founding two sisters have denounced it. It's all fake. Wow. But the public and the industry that was spiritualism, because in fact it was an industry at this point. Yeah, big um, ghost. Yeah, big ghost. Yeah, the <laughs> spiritualist ghost. industrial complex. Yeah, <laughs> there's too much money in big ghosts to let these two foxes yammer away like this. Yeah, uh, they claim that the fox sisters uh, were not going to stop the movement and their. And their cash flow. You know, the great spin began. The spiritualists claimed that Maggie uh, had shown how the wrappings were created, but that didn't mean that they weren't receiving uh, messages from beyond the grave. What was controlling their feet? Mm. Are you telling me? You're you're trying to tell me that Benjamin Franklin hasn't been (laughs) whispering (laughs) truths, absolute truths into your ear? I'm sure Ben Franklin was a footman. 
You know that he was like, you know, sucking was on every toes. Man. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he, he was discriminated against body parts. In fact, yeah. if you lo- if you didn't have certain body parts, he was probably into that too. They said, well, you know, the girls may have been faking in Hydesville, but the spirits eventually came to them. Eventually, you know, maybe in the beginning, How do we it was know fake? the doctor wasn't a ghost doctor that was yeah. examining her. Good point. It's true. And the guy playing oboe, yeah. where's he? <laughs> yeah, the doctor has the like sixth sense moment. He's like, oh my god, I'm actually dead. <laughs> Yo, spoilers. Why can't I open this door? <laughs> um, some spiritualists said that Maggie and Kate had simply switched sides for financial reasons. Uh, becoming the kind of mass magician, exposing, you know, uh, the, the, the skeptics. You know, I trying to cash in on with the skeptics yeah. now. Yeah, really. Right after they finished their big talk, they immediately lit up and said, now smoke one on us. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the case, Lee's reputation pretty much remained unharmed. She was shielded by the devotees of spiritualism and within that community. Uh, you know, their whole goal of bringing her down didn't work because mm. a lot of important people believed in them ghosts. Sure. The grift rolls on. Yeah. Uh, spiritualist as we, spiritualism, as we know, continued to grow. And uh, as I mentioned before, it always seemed to boom after major wars when, you know, you're able to take advantage of very vulnerable people and family members. So it would have the, it would ebb and flow throughout the 20th century and into the 21st. <laughs> yeah, but no, now they're now they're right. Yeah, now yeah. they've got it. They got it. <laughs> now they're actually talking to ghosts. The Long Island medium is real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She doesn't know how to snap her toes. I've seen no. her. She tried to. Yeah. Barely got feet. Too diabetic. <laughs> So the spiritualism continued, but what about our two, Maggie and Kate Fox? Did they simply slip off into obscurity uh, after they abandoned spiritualism? I could hope not. Well, after a few months uh, of this big reveal, Kate started to backtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Not Uh, a lot of money to be made in the the anti-spiritualism grift. She started to say that Maggie had exposed how fake knockings were made, but oh. she would continue to channel and do seances of real knockings. Wow. This kind of and- reminds me of that time that Raven Simone came out on Ellen as uh, not identifying as black. And then she had to wheel that one back. Ah, quite right. <laughs> she was doing some kind of poorly crafted, equ- like, uh, uh, equality talk. Oh. That just really backfired. Didn't work. No. It's <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing? This is a weird one. She was like, oh, she comes out a few weeks later. Turns out I'm black, everyone. Uh, sorry. I was mistaken. <laughs> Got some mixed up messages of my agent. I was absolutely brainwashed by Disney, the mm. channel, not the man. He's dead. Yeah, he was dead. I yeah. still chatted with him. Yeah, but, uh... we talked. He also told me I'm still black. <laughs> so this this scenario, a year later, in 1889, hard up on cash, Maggie publicly recanted all that she said during her spiritualism reveal. She was like, oh, no, none of that was true. It, it, I, it's actually really ghosts. <laughs> 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On almost every single point, she recanted. Um, So morals be damned. Maggie started to do seances again, this time under the name Miss Spencer, because people knew, you know, she had aged enough now where, you know, there's photos of her when she was a kid, but she just went by Miss Spencer. And now she could be through the old crone role rather than the young innocent girl that's talking to ghosts there is something to be said for that like when you get older and you've been out of people's eyesight for quite some time and all of a sudden you show up and it's like and you learned how to play banjo yeah while you were gone and it's just like (laughs) yeah it's the old banjo man he's been like that his whole life (laughs) i'm gonna do that at some point it's not rappings anymore it's smackings with their gums yes (laughs) (laughs) oh look the candy ate itself (laughs) (laughs) so in 18 in 1890 lee fox dies at the ripe old age of 78 oh beat dad yeah Yeah. beat daddy um maggie and kate continued to hold seances uh kate returned to the taylor family which supported her over the many years and her seances continued with ben franklin her you know oh how's ben doing i haven't seen him in a while Maybe Ted- Ben just really liked this girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe that's the one thing that was true. Is that ben Franklin's ghost, because of the kite with the electricity, yeah. actually exists. There's something yeah. about her nipples yeah. that no one else saw. <laughs> just in some, such perfect shape. They look like uh, keys to the electricity. Um, but what's up with this Taylor family, though? Like, the ta- if they're... If they came out and denounced all the spiritualism and the Taylor family is just like, well, we're glad you're back. Uh, we just love for founding fathers. Yeah, we yeah. need you to tell us more about the founding fathers. We need a history tutor. Yeah, <laughs> I love when uh, when Ben Franklin tells my wife she he wants to look into her library. <laughs> um, yeah, imagine like, oh, you, you want me to do a séance for you? Yeah, I need you to do a séance. Okay, you want me to contact a dead relative? No, no, no. I'm not. We're not related. He's dead. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he uh. He invented uh, bifocals, <laughs> and I'm just curious. Okay? I just, I just want to chat. I gotta know. Where does he get his ideas? That's like you contact the dead to ask. Where do you get your inspiration yeah. from? <laughs> what inspires you, Ben Franklin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in February of 1892, the Taylors received a telegram from Kate's son Ferdinand. That Kate had gone on a complete, I guess she wasn't living with the family at the time. Kate had gone on a complete bender and had drank herself to death. Aww. <laughs> Aww. So at the age of 55, she died. Her death certificate l- lists the cause of death as chronic diffuse uh, nephritis or a kidney disease. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of killed her kidney from drinking so much. Well, she shouldn't have done that. Yeah, probably not the best idea. Yeah. At the time, Maggie was uh, also drunk and penniless. She didn't have the Taylor family. She was living in an apartment uh, at uh, 457 West 57th Street in Manhattan. Um, And she was just scraping by from a loan given to her by the president of the, and this is a real society back in the day, the first society of spiritualists. <laughs> sure. Big ghost. Yeah. 
big ghosts. In March of 1893, she became ill and died at the age of 59. We don't really know what she died of. She's probably drinking, Ghosting. too. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Ectoplasmic infections <laughs> in the yeah. eyes and legs. Both of the Fox sisters were buried together in Brooklyn at Cypress Hill, and they truly were insane in the membrane. <laughs> nice. So can we go visit their grave and chat with them and Ben? Yeah, probably. If anyone <laughs> really right. wants to talk to Ben Franklin, we just got to go to Brooklyn, apparently. <laughs> He's right over there. He's just hanging out with his favorite girls. Awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, I've been dying to ask this question. Is this, is uh, the Fox family what they named Fox Mulder after from <laughs> the X-Files? Uh, maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah, because I mean, he was kind of like just a confused guy without a bed. He just had a couch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The Fox sisters, they've, uh, they come up every once in a while in like entertainment. I think there was like a movie where they kind of made it them like, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was like modern day Fox sisters. Jennifer's body with yeah. Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah. Meg- nice. Megan Fox. She also can talk to Ben Franklin. <laughs> That's why she was in Transformers. Yeah, yeah. So they need it. Yeah, Michael ben, Bay was like, "I, I need yeah. to consult Ben." Well, no, <laughs> no. Her, their agent came in, and, and then to Megan's agent was like, "Hey, we have this movie called Transformers," and Ben was like, "You have to do that. I love the transforming humanoid optometrons. I need to see the CG. I must see how they do CG." Megan, yeah. please, I must meet Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Ben Franklin's favorite Transformer is Bumblebee, hands down. Sweet little Bumblebee. Well, Fox sisters. They seem like a fun hang. I don't know. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) People who drink themselves to death are great. (laughs) They really are, historically speaking. Partying in the late 19th century was probably on a whole nother level. We've talked about a lot of partiers in, uh, you know, the 20th century, you know, uh, Mm But partying in the late 19th century, man, that's got to be a wild time. You're going to wake up next to pigs. Uh, Especially because uh, you, like, you go down to the corner store and buy cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cocaine I chewing wish. gum. Yeah. I just want to know who took that away from us. Uh, not Big Ghosts, clearly. <laughs> no, Big Ghosts did. They were like, <laughs> we too need many it. people are seeing ghosts now. Yeah, yeah too many people. We got to reel We're making in. too many ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, All thank right, you, that, Travis. Yeah, that's fun. Fox sisters. And, and, you know, I think that, the, like I said, when I started this, like I had done a few spiritualists in the past, but it's interesting to think that these two kids that were just playing a prank on their mom and cousin started everything that you know of with mediums today. Wow. Well, didn't that's that's happened in New Sensei. It's always a pair of kids. Look at the Logan and Jake Paul. Look what they started. <laughs> Oh, man. They just started now- filming each other. Like, I don't know. I've never watched the Logan Paul thing in my life, but for some reason, I know who they are mm-hmm. because they've grown this massive empire. And for that, I respect them. I have undying respect for them. And now they're in the WWE, right? Didn't yeah, now just they're break they? his- oh. one of them is a boxer. Like, <laughs> oh, well, no, yeah, he- I know. Logan was boxing, and then he just went in the WWE the other day, I think. It's great. Oh, all right. Yeah. Good for him. Big <laughs> fan now, apparently, even though I don't know any of their content. I'm sticking to it. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. It usually just starts with a couple kids, you know? Yeah. Let's go, boys. Oh, yeah. let's go. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Let's tie apples to our feet and start something new. And freak yeah. out our cousin. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll make a billion dollars. Yeah. I had no idea I'd become so rich from that one little prank. We started investing, making the show. We went from apples to pineapples. Bigger and better. Yeah. yeah. Tom, you really fucked up. You should have tormented Mike more when you were, when he was younger and scared the shit out of him. You could have been successful. Yeah, you'd be rich now. Oh, man. Yeah. I should have. Now, he should have tried to scare me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Scare Actually, up. Well, yeah, Lizzie was older than the, the Fox sisters, so they were scaring the older cousins. Ah. Right. So Mike, Mike missed out on his chance to he scare did. his older cousins. He God did. damn it, Mike. <laughs> All right. Um... Let's wrap it up. Yeah. So, wait, what was our tagline that we started at the beginning of the show? I don't remember. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Wasn't it, let's, that wasn't it, let's start the show? Let's, let's start, start the show. The show. Yeah. Let's end the show. Let's, end, let's start the show. Let's Thanks start for the listening. Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Give us some money. Go to the other websites that we offer merchandise at. Yeah. Give us your money. What is that? What, it's just roastmortem. It's roastmortemcast.com. Yeah, go there. Yeah. Uh, and drive start traffic the show. there. Uh, tell your friends about this show. Tell your friends that you have to get to know us before you really become a fan. Yeah. So they yeah. have to listen to like 10 to 12 episodes, and, and then all of a sudden it'll click. Also, giving money actually unlocks part of your brain that will help you understand it. So That's if you give true. us money, you'll all you'll get all of our jokes. We have to yes. start selling supplements now. <laughs> I'm a big fan. One step ahead of you. Foot apples. <laughs> the supplement foot apples. <laughs> Why not? We're going to do it. We're going to make your life better. String not included. By taking yeah. your money and Rose sending Mortem. you a PDF. Rose Mortem will make you double-jointed. So long. <laughs>